If we look at the Fortune 500 companies, point out to me which of those 500 companies use a launch model. None of them. So why are we doing it? Why are we closing our programs and not letting people sign up into them for three or four months? They have to say, right, wait until the next group starts. Why not just sell the thing to the person and let them get started already? Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. We took a little bit of a break from our amazing interview schedule, but we are kicking things back up with none other than the powerhouse Rose Radford. And I'm super excited for you to hear the energy and the excitement and the power in her voice when she talks about what she is so passionate about supporting other women in business, creating how to create consistent large streams of income by using the evergreen model because she is the evergreen queen. Plus we talk about all the other juicy things surrounding that. And Rose is actually going to be co-hosting our live event with me in LA with the three other incredible powerhouse women that we have joining us on stage. It's going to be an epic event on April 9th here in Los Angeles. So if you're feeling called to come and have a beautiful day of abundance and up levels and to see people in real life, yes, then don't hesitate to click on the link in the show notes to sign up and book your ticket. But let me tell you a little bit more about Rose. I mean, she will share obviously throughout this conversation, but she is the creator of The Millionaire Girl Next Door. And after leaving a very cushy, amazing job as a strategy consultant at McKinsey & Co. at 25 with no plan, Rose went on to create a multiple six-figure online business, helping women unlock their income potential online. And she shares what that journey was like for her within this conversation. Right now, she's really well-known, as I said, as being the evergreen queen because she teaches online entrepreneurs how to scale their businesses with high-ticket offers on a consistent basis using the evergreen model instead of having to consistently launch which is very fascinating for me at this moment in time in my current reality of what life is bringing me. So let's dive into this juicy conversation. I hope you get so much out of it, ladies. Super excited to be joined by the fabulous Rose Radford on the podcast today for many reasons, but we'll go into those in just a moment. But welcome, Rose, to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. Hello, hello. It's amazing to be here. Thank you for having me. We have so much to talk about. Before we dive into all of this, one of the big reasons that I'm super excited about this and today and getting to know you is that we are hosting a live event in LA together in what? Three weeks, two weeks? Yeah, literally. Depending on when this comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Imminently, basically, yes. Yeah. Us two and three other mastermind sisters are coming together to host the most incredible weekend. And I cannot wait. And especially given how versatile our skill set is and how we all bring something different to the room, it's going to be absolutely magical. 
It is. And that's what I love about the five of us coming together is that our niches and our areas of expertise are completely different in a really magical way. Because when you come to the event, you're not going to walk away with clarity on just one big aspect of your business. You're actually going to walk away with five key areas. And the reason that we join together is because we believe that those are the five key areas that are going to support you in getting to your next level. Exactly. We'll put it this way. We are all multi six figure coaches in our own right. And we're going to be sharing our secrets and strategies and mindset shifts that allowed us to create that incredible success really rapidly. And to share that with the room and just the room only feels really, really special. So yeah, I mean, we've got obviously you with mindset and money and Maggie, who has grown an incredible audience on Instagram of over 80,000 followers all organically. She's teaching on Instagram. I'm bringing the evergreen queen, (laughs) yeah, the evergreen queen trainings, put it that way. Um, And we've got Adrian from on LinkedIn and Alex on manifestation. So it's all of these pieces that are really critical to creating an incredibly thriving online business. And there's something really special about getting in the room. And yes, we've all been online for almost two years now because of the pandemic. And I know people are craving being with others. And there's just something really special and magical that happens when you get yourself into that room. I know for one, whenever I've shown up, got myself into the room, whether it is an event or a retreat or something where I'm meeting people in person, that's when I have the biggest breakthroughs. Everything from creating a brand new offer that then made me 50K a few weeks later to having really deep transformational experiences that set me up for wild success later on. It's only available to you when you get yourself into the room. And that's why I'm so excited that we're doing this together and doing it live. Yeah. I, I've i met friends that have become people that have supported me in my business and vice versa. I've met clients at events who have become long-term clients. Like The possibilities are endless. And to be honest, I am so excited about getting in the room full of people. Like It has been so long since I have stood on a stage and gotten to share what I'm passionate about and been surrounded by people in person. So it's honestly so exciting for me as well as one of the co-hosts. And and we just have to take our hats off because you know I don't know exactly what day this is going to launch, but obviously before the live event, but there are so many women flying in from the UK, which is so incredible. So wherever you are listening from, like if you're feeling called to join us, even if it's last minute, please just make that happen because talk about an energetic expansion by you saying yes to yourself. And we have had so many women who are flying out solo, who've never been to LA before, who are just like, F it, I'm going to come, I'm going to experience this magic. Because you're going to experience not just the magic of being with us for the weekend, you're going to experience the magical vortex that is LA. Like if you've never been to LA, you'll experience it when you touch down. There is a really special energy here and it's going to raise your vibration. You're going to take so much back with you that is going to create more abundance for you in your life and business. Exactly. Exactly. I know someone who's flying in from Canada, in fact, as well as the UK. And yeah, there's people from coming from all over the world. So literally no excuse right now to get on that plane and to come and join us. And I'd even say that I know, for instance, if you're familiar with the Boss Babe um, brand, then you will know that Natalie and Danielle, who have gone on to lead Boss Babe, met at a live event. And imagine if one of them hadn't decided to go to that event, they would never have created the business that they have today. So you just have no idea what you're about to walk into when you choose to show up for yourself and get in the room. 
So yeah, and we haven't even mentioned this bit yet, but day two, the VIP day is in a yacht or on a yacht rather, not in a yacht. yacht. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like the inside of it's cold, but it'll be sunny. It's gorgeous weather here here in LA at the moment. So we'll be be on the yacht. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So the details for all of this, guys, if you're listening, is um, on successandinfluence.com. I'm sure you'll leave it in the show notes as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go check it out or DM either you or me at girl underscore unfiltered and we're all here to answer questions but if it's calling to you then definitely come and join us so with that being said I want to learn more about you because this is a really interesting topic to be diving into even for me on a personal level talk to me a little bit about the transition firstly that you went through because I know that at 25 you made a radical decision to leave the corporate world and I think you were in a really great marketing company, right? It was that in London at the time. Yeah, I was in London. Um, it wasn't a marketing company. It was a strategy consulting company. Okay. So that meant I was at McKinsey, the world's top strategy consulting firm. And I was helping CEOs and senior leadership solve their most difficult business problems of the time. Mm. So I am a strategist, pure thoroughbred strategist, <laughs> let's say. And it's something that I really, really adore. Um, yet in that role, it wasn't fully aligned for me. And I ended up burning out, which then made me make the transition that I made into the online space four years ago. And so what was that transition like for you at the time? You stepped out of that, you knew, okay, this is not aligned for me. Did you have any idea at that time what would be aligned for you? Or were you just taking a massive leap of faith? bit of both. Um, Massive leap of faith because I had no idea where I was going to make the next chunk of money from. I had three months of living costs saved, a mortgage to pay. And obviously I had wild self-belief in myself. Woohoo! I'm just saying, yep, I'm going to walk away from this incredible salary and have no idea what's going to happen next. Um, But I'm really good at catching myself as I fall. (laughs) So um, that was the, the really crazy thing to do. Now, in terms of knowing roughly what I was doing, what was really interesting for me at the time is that it forced me to get really clear about when in my life was I feeling the most joyful, the most Mm. excited about what I was doing. And I think that's a really powerful question for us all to ask ourselves at every stage of growth, whether you're six figures, just starting out seven figures, and to really make sure you're connected to the thing that lights you up the most. And Mm. I ended up getting back memories of when I was 19 years old, cycling across the city I was at university in to go and help out this really lovely owner of a a small shop at the other side of town to help her with like reducing her costs and increasing her footfall and doing all these like businessy things I just loved. And I just did it at pureness of my own like desire to help her. And when I then discovered the online space, I realized that people were getting paid for this type of stuff. Mm. And I was like, hang on a minute. You can get paid really good money for helping people with their businesses. I didn't even, that was a thing. It was really mm. strange. And one of the other powerful memories I got at that time with a full of joy was living and working in Kenya and working with six entrepreneurs out there to help them grow their business and basically prepare for microfinancing to pitch for that microfinancing. And again, full of joy, just teaching people how to bookkeep. It was so much fun to me. And yet this is the stuff I get to do now in my own business and get paid really good money for it. So it was being able to put the pieces together of like, what really lights you up? What gets you really excited? Because that's the thing that makes you the most money in the, the day. 
And then also figuring out, okay, where in the world can I place myself and in what industry, what sort of type of business does it allow me to then be deeply fulfilled financially by doing that incredible work? And lo and behold, the online space was the answer to that for me. Mm, love that. And I think that's a, just such a powerful question to pause on because I think it's actually something that no matter where, as you said, no matter where you are in business that you should be asking yourself. Like it's actually something that I'm re-asking myself in my business, in my life right now, because we can be lit up by some aspect of that business in the beginning and then it can shift and it can change or we can lose touch with actually why we were doing what we were doing or what does spark joy at this time in your life. And if you don't consistently ask yourself that question, then it can start to feel quite stale. So really like whoever's listening throughout the day over the next few days, start asking yourself, okay, where am I finding the most joy within my life and within my business? There are going to be certain tasks you love doing. Okay. How can you amplify that? Because that's going to create more abundance. And where are you just going through the motions? Absolutely. That's so true. So what was some of the kind of decisions that you made during that transition that you look back on and you think that really supported me in now being where I am today? I know that's a big question. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I'm just so curious because I think I'm really always curious about what led that person towards the success that they have. What is the kind of thinking that they have? What's the mindset they had to adopt? I think that's just so fascinating for us to learn more about. Yeah, I totally understand that question. And I think reflecting on it was a combination of things. The first was curiosity, not judging Mm. anything, not thinking, oh, that ad on my Instagram page looks kind of like crappy or like people get really judgy about the ads that they see. And instead I was like, hmm, I'm going to be curious around that. What ended up happening is I fell down somebody's funnel and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. <laughs> Gotta love a good funnel, right? Um, so yeah, having ultimate curiosity and openness to everything that I am receiving and looking at. And then I think the second thing as well is kind of similar, but to really be willing to learn I've been in business for four years now on my, like, my own business. And the first two years I spent the vast majority of it just inhaling information that allowed me to really deeply understand this industry, how to be successful in it, um, how to go about it. And I was willing to, and the third thing I think is really willing to test and test and test. That's something that people often get a bit tied up in. They will maybe do a launch or implement a new strategy, expecting it to work perfectly, or at least expecting to work. And it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, it's all going to go to shit now. Like it's all game over. And actually, if we approach business as one big experiment, like a big test, we have a hypothesis, we're out there to test, it then just takes the pressure off having to create certain results by a certain time frame. And don't get me wrong, I also had another source of income that I was bringing in on the side to allow myself a bit of time and space to make the online business begin to work. And I would do like a couple of days a week at a startup here in London to bring in enough money to pay the mortgage. And I think that's important if you are in that bootstrapping phase to make sure at least your essentials are covered by some source of income. Maybe if you have a a wonderful husband who's able to (laughs) bankroll you for a little while, great. Um, I didn't really have that. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go make some money elsewhere. So yeah, I think that's a really important thing to be aware of is being able to support yourself. Otherwise you do end up in that scarcity place, the pressure, the worry, and that's a really hard place to grow a business from. Yeah. I am so glad that you highlighted that because I think so many people are playing the comparison game online and they say, see other people who have started their businesses and they think, oh my God, they're doing it. And that's all that they're focusing on. And they're making this amount of money and how are they doing it? 
And actually, I completely agree with you from a money mindset perspective as well. Like if you are going to be coming at your business from a place of lack and scarcity and fear because you have to make it work because your own needs are not met, it's going to actually make that experience so much harder and it's going to create needy energy for you around money and around your business. So do what you need to do to support yourself in bridging the gap because that's what so many of us did until autumn. Like it naturally just like there's a natural transition, isn't there where you just realize this can fall off now this can energetically be released and you go full-time into the business and it's a much easier experience if you do it that way absolutely yeah I totally agree it's so powerful to be able to set yourself up for success in that way first Mm -hmm. yeah and so this led you towards I'm seeing all the moving pieces of what your like areas and zones of geniuses are coming together to be the evergreen queen yes so I want to dive so much more into this because this is you this is fascinating for me as well where I'm at on my journey in my business and the evergreen model so talk to me about why you're so passionate about the evergreen yeah and what the evergreen is, in case there's somebody <laughs> watching or listening, I should say, who's like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What's she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this happened three years in at this point. So in the interest of really developing mastery and being really, really bloody good at what I do, I really commit to mastery of what I'm doing. And yeah, it took three, it's been three years in the making and I've been the evergreen queen for a year now. So evergreen, if you're not familiar with the word, is essentially the opposite of launching as a marketing strategy. Evergreen means that it's always open, it's always available, there's always new leads, new sales coming in. Um, It's how the vast majority of businesses on this planet work. You can always go down to the shop to go and buy whatever you need. The online world makes you believe that launches are the best way to sell, that generating, let's say, a challenge launch, a webinar launch, generating all of this like hype and interest and then opening your cart and then closing your cart again for months on end is that's the best way to grow an online coaching business or on, on an on a business in general. And frankly, it's a whole load of BS. Because if we look at the Fortune 500 companies, point out to me, which of those 500 companies use a launch model? None of them. Mm. So why are we doing it? (laughs) Why are we doing it? Why are we closing our programs and not letting people sign up into them for three or four months? They have to say, right, wait until the next group starts. Why not just sell the thing to the person and let them get started already? And so Evergreen for me, and one of the reasons I've been dubbed the Evergreen Queen is that I don't talk about Evergreen in the context of selling passive courses for like $50 or $100 and things like that. I actually bring Evergreen together with high ticket. That's the real big difference here. And when I say high ticket, I mean $3,000 and upwards for most niches, sometimes 5k and upwards. Um, But something where often it requires a bit of a conversation with somebody for them to say, yep, I want to sign up more of the high ticket stuff. And so bringing Evergreen together with high tickets, often people are like, well, how the hell do you even do that, Rose? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And so... What that essentially means is to have an offer that is open all year round and you have consistent leads and sales coming into it through an evergreen marketing system. So you never actually need to launch ever again. Now, don't get me wrong. I like launches. They're great. I've done nine of them in my life. I think I've got my, my launch badge sufficiently at this point. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at the end of 2020 and we really reflected on what had gone well in my business, when did my business feel the most spacious, the most easeful? When was I making the most money? When did it feel really good and easy? And then when did it not? I actually realized that when I was evergreen, 
I f- it felt really good. When I was launching, that's when the cash was going up and down. It felt kind of unsafe and a bit all over the place. And I wasn't sure, can I really hire that VA? Can I really hire that copywriter? Or mm. is the cash going to go sideways next month because I don't have enough coming in? And there's always this pressure of launching. The other wild thing that happened to me is in August 2020, I did a launch. I made 36K. And then about three or four months later, having grown my audience, I rinsed and repeated the exact same launch. Literally the same video scripts, the same 40 emails that got li- like written. Everything was the same. I didn't change anything about anything. And I ended up making 11K in that launch. I even mm. doubled my ad spend in the hope of getting more people in because I knew my launch worked. So to go from 36K to 11K with the exact same launch model made me realize that actually launching is highly unpredictable. And I do not want the success of my business to be based on something that is insanely unpredictable. Now contrast that to an evergreen model where I am checking in on my evergreen marketing stats every single week and I'm making a little tweak. And that 1% Mm. improvement week on week on week on week is like transformational because the compound effect of that is insane. And what that really means then is you get more profitable, you get um, more conversion, you are able to make more money and with less spend ultimately versus the launch-based coach who does a launch in January and then doesn't launch again until let's say May. And they're only able to test their launch twice or three times in a given year. And what we ended up doing then another year later, like August, I spent $4,000 on ads and had a 200K month. And at that point I was like, I think we might turn the ad spend down a little bit because this is a little bit wild. (laughs) And that that was the most I'd ever spent on ads. And I never spend that amount right now. Um, And often like we only spend like maybe a thousand, sometimes 2000 on ads, but to get that freaking profitable was insane for me. And the only way we did that was because we had the evergreen model that was compounding every single week, um, a high ticket offer on the back end. And let's be honest, I have an incredibly small audience. So we were able to do this without needing to have a huge audience. Many of my clients have bigger audiences than me. It's so funny. (laughs) They come and they create even bigger and better success than ever before when they apply the evergreen model in because they're able to monetize their audience so much faster. So that is my big, long ramble about evergreen. (laughs) No, I think this is so fascinating because you're right. You're changing the idea that we've all been sold, which is that we do have to be launching. I think that what people think, and I'm saying this because this is what I've felt, is that when you launch, you put all of your energy behind it. So you get more people in because there's more buzz around it. But what you're talking about is consistency and buzz. So how have you taken, I suppose, the buzz or the energy that a launch would bring and actually created the same numbers, the same kind of consistency within the evergreen model? Like, what does that look like for you within your business? Yeah, really good question. So here's my belief on this. If you're relying on creating buzz to sell an offer, you're in really, really hot water. Mm. And instead we need to be selling offers that literally pretty much sell themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have this men, um, this uh, mantra inside my Freedom Accelerator program that I run where the offer is the marketing. Because at the end of the day, your offer is the thing that makes you money. It's not the launch, it's the offer. And also we get paid for the value that we are able to articulate to our market, not the value that we are delivering. So if you are doing a big push to a launch and you're explaining the value of it really, really well, great. But most people are relying on launches because of the hype that they create that then right. give people FOMO and fake deadlines and fake de- des- fake, sorry, sorry, fake scarcity. Got the <laughs> and that allows them to sell the offer. 
rather than mm. actually selling something and crafting something that is so shit hot and so easy to articulate the value of that people want it all year round. So let's just mm. raise the bar a little bit with our offers and it allows you then to make money all year round without needing to do exhausting launches. Mm, that's amazing. And so are you selling them into a high ticket program that they work through themselves or is this a container that they can come into that you're live in throughout the year as well? I'm asking questions that I know people are going to be listening and going, well, what can I do? What kind of offer do I have? Such good questions. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am coaching in their live year round. What that looks like right now is me doing coaching calls three weeks of the month. So I have a week off every month, basically. I have got clients that just coach every other week. So it's really nice and spacious for them. I love coaching in my program. To be honest, I kind of don't enjoy the week where I'm not coaching. <laughs> it feels really weird. I totally understand what you're mean. I totally understand what you mean. I have one week on, one week off. I do bi-weekly. Yeah. And like, I love the space and freedom that it's created, especially in my life right now. There's, if there's like a couple of days where I'm like, oh, there's a lot of space in this day. I'm like, I miss the buzz from coaching. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I've got one next week. I'm like, oh, I'm going to really miss the, the girls next week. Anyway, um, so, and we actually have had a client in our accelerator right now who had a baby a couple of weeks ago and mm. she's had her group coaching program covered by guest experts for about four to wow. six weeks. So wow. that was a really exciting to see her navigate that and plan around it and allow her clients to be fully supported without her needing to actually be there all of the time. So in mm. terms of the actual delivery of that, yes, there is a curriculum in the background because obviously that allows people to go and grab what they need and implement and things like that. And we have guest experts come in. I'm coaching in there, as you know, um, pretty much every week. We also have two other um, coaches in there too. So we have a mindset coach and a copy coach. And that really supports the ladies in there. Everybody's program slightly different, of course, but there's definitely a way in which you can deliver really well. And also what's the, what's the uh, difference here versus is having one-on-ones all year round. Generally, you do have one-on-one clients kind of all year round, pretty much. So instead of serving, let's say five, six one-on-one clients, why not have 20 people in a group coaching program and you're still working pretty much all year round anyway. And to be very honest, if you're like, do you know what? I really want August off for the kids' summer holidays. You could say that. I've worked with um, coaches before where they take two weeks over Easter, um, four weeks over August, two weeks over Christmas, and they just tell you this is how it's going to go. So plan for it. Ask your questions before Christmas. <laughs> so you can design how you want it to be. You don't have to be um, doing anything you don't want to do, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And do you, with the evergreen model, I'm curious, do you find that it sells kind of behind the scenes in your business? Because obviously you say you run ads. Is that where the majority of your leads are coming in? Or is it something that you still talk about, you know, front stage in your business as well? How do you balance that? Yeah, a bit of both. I really love the evergreen model because it's so stealth. Like people don't really know what I sell until they fall down the funnel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what that's what I mean. It's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And it means then that I'm not like out there trying to sell all year round. Like it's rah, rah, mm-hmm. rah. Because like, I think some people think, okay, if I'm going to sell all year round, I've got to pretend that I'm launching all year round and I've got to be out there with all this hype and all this like content. Mm-hmm. And actually that's not the case at all. Um, the sales for me happen through conversations like everybody sells does. I think sometimes we forget that sales is a contact sport and we need to go make contact with people. And the best way to do that is typically like in the DMs or on a sales call with somebody. And if all you do Mm -hmm. is focus on your DM conversations and your sales calls, you will make money. You don't actually need to do anything much more complicated than that. So the vast majority of my sales, yes, come through like the back end stuff. People aren't necessarily seeing what I'm doing. And I sell the messaging 
of the program on my social media content. I don't go out there and say, this is what the Freedom Accelerator does. Is Here are the nuts and bolts. Here's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like nobody cares. <laughs> what they want to know is really like, what's the messaging behind what you're selling and why do they need to care about it from a problem and desire perspective? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And you're, when you, before you sell it, you are getting on a phone call with those people to support them through that process. Or have you ever tested removing yourself in that aspect? <laughs> Yes. So we have had some people that have jumped on um, the program and spent 15K or so um, just in the DMs without a sales call at all. I personally prefer to get on a call with them because I want to feel their energy. We're going to be in a relationship together for 12 months. I want to make sure that we're we're a good vibe. Um, And I really, really adore and care for the women inside my program. It's not a numbers game for me at all. We have about 40 in there at the moment, Um, Mm -hmm. going up to about 45. And I know each of them really well. And I really adore that. So I'd rather have that call. I know some people hate sales calls. I think they're great. Once you know what you're doing, they're great. No, I love them. Yeah. I totally love them. I mean, I totally agree. Like it's an enjoyable experience. And there are some calls I'm like, I actually don't know if I want to spend six months with this person and I'm going yeah. to lean into that. And then other times I'm like, this is super exciting and it's super in flow. And I love, I just love having those conversations. So yeah. yes to that. And we're going to be talking about that. I'm sure at the event, we're going to be talking about sales a lot. So oh, yes. <laughs> money mindset and how to step into that. Do you, I'm just wondering, because I think Ads for some people feel like a very scary topic. I have run them throughout my business. Um, we just did, uh, I just, just did four months of ads. You learn from each experience. Um, do you feel that ads are necessary within the evergreen model or is this something that somebody could do without that kind of paid traffic? The vast majority of my clients don't use ads. Oh, really? I totally yeah. thought your answer was going to be different to that. Yeah, that's what most people think. Yeah. So there's something really powerful about having a really strong organic strategy first. And that's actually where I start with my clients. Yes, have the funnel up there. And then sometimes there will be maybe a bit of ad spend to maybe test or like ramp up what's already working for them. But I'd probably say at least 80% of my clients right now don't use ads. They're seeing a lot of success on places like their podcast or LinkedIn or a really great Instagram game that they've got going on. And so, yeah, they don't actually need to use ads. And of course, some people are like, actually, I really want to learn it and I want to test it and do it under your guidance. Rose, okay, cool, go for it. Um, I think it's really nice to have ads as a tool that we can go out there, learn and use because we are so in that digital age now that there are so many tools available to us. Why not learn it and use it? Why not give yourself that gift? Um, Mm -hmm. So I adore ads. I've, um, similar to you, run them myself and have done for years. And I love the power they give me because I'm like, oh, kind of want to ramp stuff up this month. And then mm-hmm. I dialed up the ad spend. And in February, mm-hmm. I actually dialed it down. We spent $350 in February. <laughs> it was basically mm-hmm. nothing. Um, and we still had a 97K month in cash, wow. which was epic. So you don't need massive ad spend to have really, really big money months. And I, I used to have a really small audience, 7,000 on Instagram, about 4,000 on my email list. So yeah, really mm-hmm. small in comparison. And that's amazing. I love those numbers. And With that, so do you feel then the consistency that's being created is just through those conversations? Because I'm wondering then how those people are entering your funnel and what that looks like. Because I, 
I'm saying this because my mindset has been programmed to believe, well, you need to be running paid ads in order to create that level of consistency. But I also know within that there comes a you know, trial and error game as well. So is that just simply because you know your numbers so well that if you show up on social media in this way or you have your podcast episodes going out that you know this number of people are going to enter the funnel at some stage throughout that month? Yes and no. I think it's easy to get really data-driven and detailed over it. And there's a lot of power mm-hmm. in that. Um, and then also, if you do that too much, you kind of like take away the magic of it a little bit as well. Yeah. And one of the things that I found to be the biggest needle movers for me and also some of my clients is to release the idea of needing to push, push, push to receive clients and instead more step into that like feminine energy pretty much of being in receiving mode, let's say 70, 80% of the time or more. And this is exactly one of my um, clients' experience, in fact. And she was asking me so many questions around, like, well, what does it mean to be in receiving mode all the time? What does that even look like? I'm so used to just doing launches and having to push to then receive clients. I'm like, well, let's experiment with you being in receiving mode all the time. Mm-hmm. And then she was cooking dinner one evening and had a client <laughs> put an application in and literally signed up, paid in full, like a few days later. I'm like, well, there we go. Yeah. The universe is teaching you. So actually, sometimes it's to do with more of like the belief and the energy in which we are holding ourselves to always be open to receive those clients. And yes, have the funnel up there. Yes, turn on some ads here and there and test some things. Yes, have great consistent content. Maybe do a few live streams, send some emails, like do all the stuff that you know you need to do to make a business successful. Let's not beat around the bush and say you don't have to do anything. You absolutely do. We're in business. We have to do marketing. That's kind of part of the choice you made when you started a business. But there's also so much more to that in the energy that you hold in your own business and your openness to receive clients all of the time. Yes, totally feeling that. And yes, to stepping into the feminine energy of receiving, you know that's what I am all about. (laughs) How has stepping into this evergreen model shifted your life and shifted your business on a whole? Oh yeah, it's been wild. So from August to December last year, 2021, I was working just three-day weeks. We were hitting 200K months, six-figure months. I was more profitable than ever before. We didn't increase anything on our costs at all. And I got to the point where I was like, um, number one, I feel like I'm coasting. This feels too easy. My high achiever self is like, I need to do more work. I need to. Yeah. And the part of me is like, actually, mm-hmm. it's been three and a half, four years in the making. It's time to have a bit of a rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can, you can chill um, and just enjoy this flow that you're in. Um, and actually, since starting Q1 now of 2022, I've had that like real go, go, go energy come back. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So in a different season now, and that's awesome. And um, the spaciousness of being able to take a Wednesday off and then a Friday off and then the weekend off all the time was just amazing. And then to see my client results just saw like go straight through the roof because of what I designed in the program and the way in which we chosen to deliver it. It was kind of mind blowing, almost too good to be true. And it really allowed me to hit the next upper limit of like, this feels too good. I need to, I need to be aware of the, when the next shoe's going to drop and shit's going to go mm-hmm. bad and all that kind of stuff that you think is going to happen mm-hmm. because it's got too good. So yeah, that was definitely my reality for for last half of, of last year. And uh, yeah, having to have really fun conversations with financial advisors over what do we do with this money, <laughs> which is really good. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And you travel a lot, right? Like you've been doing a lot of travel and having the freedom to do so. Yeah, I, we travel every month at the moment. I've, this year so far, I've been in South Africa, LA and Rio, and we're about to move to Lisbon. Wait, did you just say this month or this year? This year so far. So the first okay. 10, 10 weeks, 
the 10 weeks of the uh, the year so far. Yeah, yeah and I forgot to mention that life behind the scenes for you at the moment is a little bit crazy. So fill us in on what's going on in your life because you're about to move countries. Yes, just a casual relocation of my life. <laughs> yeah, so my husband and I are moving to Lisbon in about 10 days time as we're recording this. Um, I'm spending four days in Lisbon and then getting on that plane over to LA to host the live event that we spoke about at the very beginning of this episode. And um, then I'm actually literally 10 days after that hosting a retreat in Lisbon for my accelerator clients. We've got about 20 women flying over to spend the week with me and some incredible guests to get their most transformative up level yet. Um, and then I'm going to crash and burn come May. <laughs> I'll be like, okay. I know. I was just going to say, I'm like, that sounds like a lot of energy to hold space for. Have you prepped for what you're going to do to sustain your energy? I mean, we haven't even talked about yeah. jet lag yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be absolutely fine. I've got an incredible team, a shit ton of systems, like everything's mm-hmm. SOP to the nine. So I know I'm fully supported there. I also have an energy coach and I wouldn't take it on if I didn't know we could smash it, smash it out of the park and for it to feel really good. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not worried at all. I'm just mainly excited and excited to feel expanded in all of it. Yeah. And what was the decision behind that relocation? Because I know it's a very abundant move. Um, what made you, what inspired you guys to make that move to Portugal? Yeah, I think mainly Scott and I, my husband and I are solar powered humans and there's just not enough of that in London. Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to go and live somewhere that has more of like the lifestyle, the outdoors lifestyle available to us. Yeah. Great food, cheaper cost of living compared to London, which is great as well. And just that feeling of like now whenever let's like do something more adventurous. We've been like, yeah. as everybody has in the pandemic, really hemmed in our own homes for the last two years. Now we're ready to really um, explore and add more variety into our lives again. Mm-hmm. And when you were discussing that transition, was there any fear that came up for you? Were there any beliefs that popped up that felt quite uncomfortable during that expansive decision? Yeah, the the two big ones were number one, I'm not going to be able to run my business in a new country, which was kind of weird to even think that. But whatever, like fears come up from weird places sometimes. And then the second one was like, I'm going to have no friends. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm committed to not that not being the case. We're going to find lots of really great friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And are there any beliefs that you found you've really had to move through to allow yourself to receive this level of abundance. I mean, your business has skyrocketed. You've shifted how you operate. You've shifted how you work. You travel. Like there is abundance flowing from you. And actually at every expansion, it can actually feel very uncomfortable because you can have thoughts like, am I really worthy of this? Or do I really get to have this all? Can I really have this level of business and now move to Portugal? Or am I asking for too much? Like, I'm just curious what you've had to move through on that level. Yeah, I would say I am relentlessly committed to turning over every limiting belief, like it's a stone, like you're turning over all these stones to figure out what's underneath Mm. this. Every fear, limiting belief, resistance, hesitation to any of it, because I know I am here to create stratospheric success to lead the way for other women. There's no way I can literally put more money in the hands of women through entrepreneurship unless I'm doing it for myself first and then be able to lead from the front and report back to my clients, my community to go through the stuff that they're about to go through and really guide them so they can move through it so much faster. And so I adore that. It lights me up and 
if I find like I'm hesitating or having resistance over anything or any fears, I will literally dive into that and be like, right, let's transform that really quickly. I'm a master of turning crap into gold. Like shit will go so badly (laughs) wrong in my business. And then I will have the biggest money month next, like, because I've turned that crap thing and turned it into the best thing I could possibly find. Um, or the best thing ever. So yeah, I think some people just hesitate and shy away from that mindset work, from that deeper inner work. And the more that you can lean into it really hard, at least that's my mentality, the more um, you will grow and so much faster as well. Absolutely. And are there any routines that you have in your life to support you in doing that, to sustain also the amount of energy that you're sustaining with the travel? Like what do your routines look like to create that top high achieving performance energy? I would love to say that I have a really amazing morning routine and I get up at 6am and I do X, Y, Z. No, we love the honesty here. It's a well podcast. We're here to be real. Lo- <laughs> yeah. It would be lying to you. It would be such a load of bollocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I have no routines, really. I just follow what feels good. And some days that is having this really weird burst of energy at seven o'clock at night and then working until 11 and then like, oh, that was good. And other days I'll be like three o'clock, I'm done now. I want to go. I'm I'm just going to go for a walk. I've had enough. And just being able to feel into that and honor that and not judge myself for it and to let it flow and to ask more from the team if needed, or to just say, Hey, the deadline for that was Friday, but you know what? I'm going to push it to next Friday and I'm okay with that. I don't, I'm not going to make myself bad. So yeah, I think a lot of grace, a lot of spaciousness and a lot of just trusting my intuition over what I feel I need right now and a good support system. I know that when I feel fully supported, I make shit tons of money. So if I ever feel unsupported anyway, I will hire people. I will train people. I will do what I need to do with various people and processes. So I feel fully supported again. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And I love that you know yourself so well that you know that's what you need. And I love the honesty there as well, because I say, you know, we're taught, oh, if you don't get up at 6 a.m. and do this and this and this and this and this, like we have the belief, like you can't be successful. Who do you think you are? And it's like, no, like I know inherently I can be successful any given day of the week. Like I'm recording this in my sweatpants right now. I know I'm still a successful, worthy human being. Like it's okay. Um, and you have to go with the flow. Although I know when I need to ground into the mindset work and there's a difference there. I don't think I have to do it in order to be worthy. And there's a difference there. But coming back for a moment to the evergreen model, just to round things off there, for somebody who doesn't really know necessarily where to begin there, what would be your guidance with that? Like, There's elements of this that I teach my mastermind ladies as well in creating automation definitely and having that system working for you and having the automation. I recommend if you're at the beginning of your business, very much focusing on one-to-one and selling that out. Is that something you'd be in agreement with or are there any tips and tools that you'd have and where somebody can begin to create that consistency with the evergreen model in their business? I totally agree with you as well. Being fully booked in your one-to-one first is really powerful. It allows you to just really cut your teeth and get really good at what you do. Yes. Um, Usually coaches come to me when they're either fully booked in their one-to-one and they need to scale with a group coaching program like yesterday, or they're burnt out with all the launches and they just want to do evergreen now because they've had enough of launching. And so um, I totally agree with you. One-on-one is really powerful first. If you're wanting to get started with evergreen, weirdly enough, the first place to start is actually asking yourself, is my group offer, which usually that's the thing that you would evergreen, um, because it's the most scalable, is my group offer 
evergreen? Like, is my, can I have open enrollment into that offer? Is it scalable enough to have 50 people in there if I wanted to tomorrow? What's going to break if I have 50 people roll up tomorrow? And make sure the space to receive those clients is really secure. You feel good about it. You feel really excited about receiving them. You feel you've got loads of belief in the offer that you're selling, because that's the thing that's actually going to be able to allow you to go out there and build an evergreen system. And I like to call our group coaching programs I help my clients create our million dollar assets because they are the things that will literally make a million dollars for us over the next year or two and beyond again, duplicating it again and again. And equally your evergreen marketing system is your million dollar asset as well, because that's the thing that's going to funnel people in. So having that mindset that allows you to take a step back for a minute and think, right, how would I build this knowing this is actually my million dollar asset here multiple times over. Um, And often we need to actually just start with the, the group coaching program itself and how we're delivering it and whether we can take people out on really easily. But I love that you began with actually the mindset questions because that's absolutely true. Somebody could dive into creating the strategy and the formula, but haven't actually asked themselves, would I feel safe having 50 people in this? Would that feel good to me? Where are the, where's the anxiety around that? Where's the fear around that? Because if you start building something and then realize, oh crap, this is not going to feel aligned for me and it's not going to feel good for me, then you're going to consistently hit a roadblock there. So I love that you began with that. Yeah, it's so powerful. And it's funny because I can't, I've got like, what, about 40 women in my group coaching program right now. And I can't really remember the difference between having 40 versus 15. Like the first 10 to 15 feel like a really big deal. And then you get to maybe roughly around 15 and like the the next one doesn't really count for much. It doesn't have much of a difference into what you're actually delivering. Now we're at 40. I'm like, it's kind of like delivering 15. Mm. (laughs) It's really weird. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love that. This is so exciting. It's exciting for me because it's got me thinking as well, because I'm stepping more into the evergreen as well. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to do this with this program or this program. So I'm excited to dive into that with my business as well. But what's exciting is that everyone can start somewhere, whether it's with your one-to-ones and learning how to do that, or you're ready for your next level with the strategy that you have for how you're going to maximize your impact. So thank you so much for sharing that. Where can everyone go and find you apart from our amazing event, of course, (laughs) and learn more about you? (laughs) Well, first, come to Success and Influence Live. (laughs) Um, Second, come and say hi over on Instagram. My handle is I am Rose Radford. And then if you want to come fall down my funnel, you are more than welcome to. Mm -hmm. And you just need to go to roseradford.com slash step up and you will come and fall down the wonderful Alice in Wonderland funnel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amazing. And what a great place to learn and to see an expert doing it. Yeah. You'll be <laughs> and surprised. Hello, you have a podcast. Oh, I do. What about your podcast? <laughs> We're on a podcast platform. <laughs> I, know, right? I, lo- I launched it literally this month. It's lots of new things. Yes, the podcast is Grow to CEO. It is really, really powerful if you are looking at really growing and scaling your business and you're realizing you need to step into that CEO role so much more. Come and check that out. Grow to CEO um, with Rose Radford is the name of that one. Amazing. Thank you so much, Rose. Enjoy the rest of your day and good luck with the amazing move in Lisbon. And I will see you very shortly in LA. Thank you.
If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.